welcome to the one and only installment of my final project podcast. In this episode, we're going to explore the question, why do people believe in conspiracy theories? With me to discuss this is my older sister, Katie. Hi, guys. <laughs> and we will be talking about the statistics and neurological reasoning and social effects of conspiracy theories. So um, to start off, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on conspiracy theories? Do you believe in any of them and have any idea why people believe in them? Hold up. I just saw a cat in someone's <laughs> yard across the street. Like, in the fence. Like, a fenced-in yard, there was a cat. I just needed to point that out. Anyway, what was the question? <laughs> so to start it off, I want to ask you your thoughts on conspiracy theories. Do you believe in any or have an idea why people believe in them? Um, I feel like conspiracy theories are really fun to think about because it's just nobody really knows Mm -hmm. so i feel like why people would believe in like a conspiracy theory is because yeah it's the unknown like if someone were to be like okay boom fact there's nothing interesting about it Mm -hmm. there's nothing interesting like people thinking there's bigfoot you get all like these small pieces of information like yeah yeah because there's so many Mm non-believers and it's just like if i can get some evidence it's just, I feel like it's fun to think about the unknown, thinking that you could prove something. It's just fun to think about. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why people do it. To think that there's something more than just a very simple life that we live. I like that idea. And like that outlook on conspiracy theories. Um, I'm going to have you guess uh, the percentage of how many Americans believe in conspiracy theories. Do you know the answer? Yes. Okay. I want to say a lot, like one way or another, there are so many like branches of conspiracy theories, like some that are kind of more ridiculous, kind mm-hmm. of like people who conspiracy theory that the Holocaust was a conspiracy theory, mm. that it didn't happen. I'm like, sir, like that literally happened, but right. people were like, no, it didn't happen. Or that the earth is flat. Mm-hmm. And people were like, like those ones well, are factual kind of more- evidence. That's there, but they're like, like ignoring the evidence. it. I'm like, okay, then you you tell me when you reach the edge, all right, and you jump off. Like, let me know when that happens. Because it's like, no, no, that's not. It's ridiculous to mm-hmm. think that. But there's still people out there that do, and I'm just whatever. Or that you know, Tupac didn't die, Michael Jackson mm. didn't die, and they're both on the same island together. Or that the Hitler didn't kill himself and he was saved by the government and he lived the different life somewhere else and mm-hmm. all like, the crazy ones. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Or like the Locust monster. It's a floating piece of driftwood. Or is it an actual sea monster? Like Ugh, <laughs> I don't know. Like there's so many different branches. Like mm-hmm. someone can believe that Tupac didn't really die, but like absolutely, you know, not believe Bigfoot's a thing. Right. So, I don't know, like, one conspiracy theory or another, I feel like, I want to say, like, 85%. 85%? So, actually, uh, from an article from isu.edu, apparently it's only 50% of Americans believe in one conspiracy or another. Really? I feel like, okay, that does make sense. Like, but there's so many. Like, how could you not be like... Maybe. Right. 
maybe if they're like going for like like a definitive yes or no, do you believe in this? I'm mm-hmm. like, there's a there's a possibility. I'm not denying the possibility. Yeah. I feel like that's where I'm at. I'm not agreeing nor denying any conspiracy theories, but I'm like, if you could give me solid evidence that this could happen, like I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Like people saying like aliens are kind of like a conspiracy. Because I mean, and if you think about it, like low key, like yeah, they have evidence, but it's mm-hmm. like it's not something that we could physically like see in front of us right now. Right. I can and I feel like that. that's the that's the biggest part of a conspiracy mm-hmm. is like putting together a belief based off something that you have not like seen. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just a part of it. I don't feel like that's all of it, but that's a part of it. Right. So, um, you talked about more about like more like out there conspiracy theories, you know, right. like aliens and Bigfoot and stuff. But like, um, there was a study conducted by University of Chicago okay. that uh, showed uh, these percentages of like these certain situations that happened. So, nineteen percent of Americans believe that the government was behind the nine eleven attacks. I have heard that. I have heard that that jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, that it was mm. all planned. Like the whole, I'm sure you've heard of it, Bush to 9 11. Oh, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've heard that one, that for sure that the government had planned the attack. I, I've also heard the conspiracy that they have the cure for cancer, mm. but they won't give it to people for population control. Oh, that's what, that is another one that I've heard that, yeah. The government, they had the cure for cancer, but they will not give it to people for population control. Mm. Which, if you think about it, it's like, you understand that because you don't want everyone to live forever because we're going to run out of resources. But the same but time, then it's also, sad. That's, uh, right. It's bogus. Right. It's bogus. Same with 9-11. Like, you killed so many people. Right. How could you live with yourself knowing that you killed so many people? Right. I'm like, I, it doesn't sit right with me. Like, I don't think that the government could have done that. And if they'd done that, they are horrible people. Right. Horrible people. Exactly. If they plan to kill those people. Unless they all, like, miraculously survived and they're somewhere else and they got (laughs) paid off somewhere. But, like, I doubt it. But I'm like, that's horrible. That is. um, A more far-fetched one. Um, is that 11% of Americans believe the government mandated a switch to compact fluorescent light bulbs in government buildings because they make people obedient and easier to control. And this is from the same study from the um, the government was behind the attacks. I have attacks. not heard that one. Neither have I. I have not heard that one. Um, Pretty far-fetched. Pretty... I don't feel like I'm controlled under... <laughs> fluorescent lighting um what's that in government buildings government buildings mm-hmm. i mean i have i work in a school building and you're in a school building all day there's flir- fluorescent lighting right and i'm like you know what i did notice though the lighting bleaches construction paper it bleaches construction paper like i will on our bulletin boards we mm-hmm. switch them out every month mm-hmm. Yeah, when you put them up there, nice and bright colors. By the end of the month, you don't really notice it. But then you take, like, a piece of paper that was on top of it off. Mm-hmm. There's a whole square where the bright construction paper is and then the dull. 
Because in our room, there is no natural lighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very weird. The the fluorescent lights, bleach construction paper. And I'm like, what? The, what? It's really strong. Like, what is making it? Right. Bleach? So I'm just like, oh, it controls your brain. That's a little far. Mm-hmm. But I do find it strange that it bleaches construction paper. Yeah, because so. what, like, what, is there, like, a chemical reaction going on in the lighting or, like, what is making the light so strong that it's making paper bleach? All right, hold up. So what I did think about is how, like, I don't know, when you're under, like, fluorescent lighting, like, you know how different lighting, like, stimulates different parts of your brain? Right. Like, that. there's a study for that. Like, um, teachers put, like, blue mm-hmm. sheets over their lights because it stimulates your brain waves and helps you learn and all that extra stuff. So I guess it wouldn't be too far-fetched to do, like, little, you know, subliminal messaging here and there, but not too... Not to the extent of, like, literal, like, mind control. Right, right. Like, that's extra. Mm-hmm. There's no way for that. But just to kind of, like, nudge you here and nudge you there. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's, like, the smallest percentage, maybe some people are more susceptible to that. Right. Because, you know, I don't think, you know, the different lighting has a, an effect on everyone. Right. So, or just, like, the blue lighting simulates everyone's brains and learning. Like, it's, right. just, it's a small percent chance. Right. But if that small percent chance is going to help you, it's going to help you. Right. So, I don't think that one's too far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yes. Like, it's not mind control. Mind <laughs> flare and control you. No. But kind of give you, like, a hint here, hint there. You know what? The brain is very complicated. Right. It could. So, I wouldn't deny that possibility. mm so, with, like, all of this, all of these conspiracy theories and all these kind of, like, far-fetched things, obviously, there's some things that are conspiracy theories that are evidently false, but the yeah. information still gets out there. Like, how the Holocaust didn't happen. Right. And, like, people still believe it. So, um, there's actually a, another study that uh, they talked about in All Around Science podcast was that um, there was a study made that was trying to figure out where to put a warning before an article, like before the headline, write it along the headline or after the headline. Because like, you know, they've started doing that like on Twitter and stuff where they put like warnings like, hey, this information may be false or like, hey, do you want to like reread this article to make sure you like you want to post this? So um, I want you to guess which uh, warning helped best, whether it was before the headline alongside the headline or after the headline i want to say after the headline like you read the headline and then it's like this content may not be completely true and you're like mm, probably not gonna read it anyway but you got it right that was right it's actually after yeah so all of them were actually like they helped in some way but that one reduced the likelihood of the person believing it much more so um, just like all like the like I'm on Facebook all the time and you see all the COVID-19 stuff right and people posting like COVID is a sham COVID does blah 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 and then all of a sudden say fact checking COVID-19 blah 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 <laughs> like right after it and it's like you see I'm like but you still have people reposting it right and it's like did you not just read the board the warning? it says <laughs> this information's not true and you're like this this article is so right and i'm like <laughs> how even after that you're still like 
this is right. And that's because most people who believe things like that, they think that um, the mainstream social media and stuff is like a cover-up for the government and stuff. That's the other thing. (laughs) COVID is like a cover-up for something bigger Mm -hmm. happening. Like COVID is not real. I'm like, all right, first of all, COVID is real. Like our mom had COVID. Right. So it's like, it's real. We know it's real. like... I don't know, maybe not as extreme as they're wanting to put it out there, but they're just being cautious because it's like... It can be a serious know. illness. Right. I'm like, it, it, it would be a very serious illness for people with pre-existing conditions. Yes. Not for, like, the average healthy Joe, but I will agree, like, mainstream media can sway it this way or that way, but people who are strictly, like, fail to see both sides of it and just go for the one side that they believe in and be like, this article is right... Warning. Right. <laughs> Warning. This information has some false information in it. It's like Yeah. So people stress me out. I know, I feel that. Um so yeah, uh when the warning is put uh before it, it reduced believing it by five point seven percent. I can see that. It's like warning. It's like I haven't oh, even read let it me yet. see this. Oh, here's the article. It's like you get that pause. Like you read the headline and you're like, eh, they use it, warning. And then the rest of the article, I can see how. I don't know. Right. Because um, then putting it alongside of it, it upped it a little bit. It was reduced by 8.6%. But then having um, it after the headline, 25.3. Yeah. A big jump. So, like, yeah, having it after really gives you the. Yeah, I was thinking that type of thing. And then right. reading the article, it's like having that in your brain right after. It's like, yeah, no, this doesn't look right. Like something just seems off about it. Yeah. So, um, we've seen all these studies about like, this is how many people believe this and stuff. Well, there's also uh, neurological reasoning behind like why people actually like believe like far-fetched things or like go to such an extreme extent to like find evidence for it so um one thing is motivated reasoning it's a psychological phenomenon that describes how people rely on biased cognitive progress while assessing and constructing and valuing beliefs so like they are motivated to find out the answer so then they will go out there and try to find it. But the thing is, is that are they going to find, like, factual evidence? Or are they going to find sources that agree to what they want to believe? Kind of like finding Bigfoot, ghost adventures. Right. Like, they're out there constantly trying to find that evidence of that. Right. And so every little thing that may seem like evidence, they take it. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's also... I bumped into a chair. It rattled. <laughs> like, yeah. I heard a crack in the woods. It had to be Bigfoot. You know, there it could have been a deer, a raccoon, a skunk. Like, <laughs> right. It's Bigfoot. <laughs> right. And that's because it's motivated. And yeah. that's, like, the whole, uh, like, point of it. Um, and then there's uh, confirmation bias or bias assimilation. A person is more likely to seek out information that consists with their pre-existing beliefs. So, kind of, it kind of lines up with the motivated reasoning. Oh, it's also like this is this has been disproven that 
vaccines causes autism. So all the people who are like that are going to go out and seek all that um, vaccinations caused my child to have autism, Mm -hmm. you know, has all these. And they're going to go and find all of those articles and sources that will say that. Right. I'm like, most of the time their child already had those genes Mm -hmm. within that might have been activated or just didn't um, make itself present Mm -hmm. until after that point. Right, because, like, you know, when you're a baby, you get so many vaccinations and stuff very quickly. So it's like, how can you say it is that when you don't even really know the baby's personality yet? Exactly. I'm like, and you, you can't tell. When a baby pops out of the womb, if they're going to have autism or not. It's kind of Develop. developmental. Like, right. You'll see it as they progress in life. Mm-hmm. Right. So then there is also disconfirmation bias. A person will spend more time and effort um, counter-arguing and opposing arguments. So, like, they will find everything they can to be like, oh, well, you say that about that? Well, here's this. Like, it's yeah. wrong. Oh, that sounds like so many people. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that constantly go out there and try to, like, yeah. disprove all these arguments so that way theirs look better. Yeah. And I mean... You can't fight crazy. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Like, if that's what you're gonna believe, that's what you're gonna believe. Like, you can't really fight somebody on that, but, like, to go to that length... Right. ...is... Okay. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, and like, you know, it doesn't help when like there's large political people or s- actors who like push out false things because when they do do that, they have such a large following, they can increase the chances right. Just of because people. Because they are a celebrity does not mean they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> does not mean they're smart right and they're like hold any like opinion on any matter if they have not done like extensive like research from both sides if they do not have like a phd and they're trying to like put out stuff about like covid or whatever it's you're in no position to do that right because it's like you have a large platform and like what you're putting out there matters and so when you try to put something out there that's actually serious and you may not have, like, the full understanding of it or you believe something that's incorrect, there's a good chance that you could persuade someone of believing that just because you're such a big person. Yeah, and you... Yeah, exactly. Like, just... Yeah. Especially if, like, if you're a person in authority putting out false information, people are going to follow you because you are in that position of leadership. Mm-hmm. That is your role. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but that's where you just have to leave, like, you have to think about it as a person. Is this, is this, is this person saying the right things? Right. Is it lining up with scientific evidence? Right. But there's many people out there who just can't think for themselves and will just take everything that person says for what it is. Right. Exactly. Um, so besides the fact of, like, the neurological reasoning and, like, trying to pursue stuff, it has also been found that um, 
conspiracy theories tend to thrive in crisis in like social unrest yeah like the um salem witch trials right everyone was freaked out the witch witch nope nope Mm -mm. she witch like have you seen that the oh i guess you haven't yet you're not wait you should have do you you learned about that in um no i haven't really learned about that (gasps) what is your la class right now AP Lang, that's what this is oh! for. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I we really like dived in dove dove? Dove. Sure. Sure. Dove into that. I don't know if it was like sophomore year in the junior year. Whatever. But it's like this girl is having an affair with a married man mm-hmm. and started throwing everybody else under the bus, saying that she's a witch, she's a witch, she's a witch to cover herself. Oh. Even though none of them were a witch. None of them were witches. But it's just like, oh, I don't want you to say anything. You're a witch. Oh, they know. So I'm going to say they're a witch. So then they can't say anything. Cause they're like turmoil. Like, yeah. yes, there's chaos going on in society. So people start putting their crazy ideas out there just to stir the pot. Right. And also this has been confirmed by um, Dr. Douglas. She's a professor of social psychology at the University of Kent in the UK. So she's even confirmed that like, yeah, conspiracy theories have thrived during those times. So like, the JFK assassination, like, was the guy who shot him a part of, like, a whole group? Was there multiple people? There people... was multiple shooters. Right. Like, that whole thing, too. Or, like, one came from one direction, the other one came from one direction. They only said it was one person that killed him, but there was two exit wounds and right. all this extra stuff. Yeah. and like so many. The like... shooter was on the ground. The shooter was up in a building. Mm-hmm. Like, there were so many things like that. Or, um... Like, the origin of COVID-19, was it man-made or did it just come about? Like, all these things have happened when people are stressed, when emotions are high, when there is tension, when people tend to believe conspiracies because they're looking for an answer. They... Yeah, looking for an answer when there isn't a clear answer. So they make their own conclusion based off the information that they have. Right. Because they want to try to find comfort. In something like confirming information, like a peace of mind, right over the situation, that makes total sense. So, um, and it's also been confirmed by well, not confirmed, but um, the same doctor uh, Douglas. She also believes that conspiracy theories haven't increased over time because, like we talked about, the JFK assassination that was in the nineteen sixties. That is quite some time ago but it's still relevant right and because we don't have an answer like we have an answer but it's like people still are believing right right and so it's like they've actually been around for a long time it's just Mm -hmm. because of social media and internet and like social platforms and actors speaking out about big topics it's just able to like get to it more easily we're more able to obtain false information now right so, after talking about all of this, do we have a conclusion and do we really know why people believe in conspiracy theories? Or is it just multiple motivations and determines by the situation is how it happens? I feel like there's multiple multiple reasons behind it, but I feel like, like the one like big one is to come up with 
your own answer to a problem that you just, I don't know. Because the answer that was given to you just didn't sit right. Right. I agree. So you're like, you want to find that more information because it's like, it, it's hard to accept the answer that they gave you. Right. I don't know. The acceptance of that just being it is just not a thing. Mm-hmm. The lack of acceptance of the final result is how conspiracies happen. Mm. The lack of acceptance of the final result. I like that. I like my answer. It does. <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for sitting here and talking to me about conspiracy theories. And that is it.